simply like to say thank you and welcome you to Humorcast. Hello out there and welcome to an all new Fewercast, the Film Effect Weekly Entertainment Recap Podcast dedicated to all the latest news in entertainment and film. If you enjoy movies, podcasts, and the usual banner amongst friends, then you're at the right place. I'm Ed. We're a little short this week, but we'll make do. Justin's seeing Rage Against the Machine and my brother is dealing with personal stuff, but I'm here with Jocelyn and Corey this week. And we're here to make the best episode possible. Looking forward to it. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Can't complain. Hey. What's up? <laughs> All right. Well, before we jump into the show, you know the drill. I want to remind our listeners to check us out on both Facebook and Instagram. We're on Twitter, TikTok, eBay. Ebay. <laughs> Listen to me. <laughs> We're on eBay. We're on eBay. Fire TV. YouTube. Email. All the links in episode and the episode notes. Uh, ratings and reviews. They go a long way. Apple, Spotify, the film effect podcast.com slash reviews. And of course, merch, low price, nug material, and variety of designs. And uh, yeah, now that I got all that out of the way, let's tighten that grip and bring on the drip. I may have some breaking news for you, Elliot. First off, this is not a drill. Mexican pizza is permanently returned to Taco Bell on September 15th. I don't know if you guys read the news. <laughs> yeah, I, I was right on top of that. Like, as soon as uh, it got released, it hit my feed. I was, yeah, I was so excited. Yeah, I don't know set. why it matters, though, because the Dundalk Taco Bell, they literally have signs made up like printed and everything next to the drive-thru that said, sorry, we're out of Mexican pizzas. They all do because they, they ran out that. like real Like what quick. the hell? I mean, it, I, don't I don't even understand. It's like common ingredients that you use to make other shit in the, in the restaurant. Like how do you run out of it? I have no idea. They, <laughs> they, they were a thing for two weeks and then they went away for most of them. Although the one up on, uh, Lock Raven Boulevard seemed to have Mexican pizzas until like up about. They just ran out about a month ago. They they, they, were, they I was still eating them. So were you like um, driving around like <laughs> checking each one? Like you pull up to the drive thru, they have the sign. You're like, nope. Like, and get that Mexican pizza. No, um, I, I don't know what happened. But then now they're gonna be back permanently. I, think I guess it's they're all- gonna. I think it's all a it's marketing a ploy. ploy. It, it is. is. It's got to sure. be. Yeah. I mean, Taco Fuckers. Bell has like 10 ingredients and they just make everything out of those 10 ingredients. So <laughs> pretty much there's right. no possible way. <laughs> That's what I was telling my friend. He's like, have you gotten one yet? And I was like, no, like, and then I told him about the signs and he's like, what the hell? How do they have these pre-made signs like already printed? It's crazy. Is there like fucking yeah. Ed Snyder's going to be driving around looking for this shit? We got to have it ready. <laughs> I'll be there September 15th. Be ready. I know I'll be. Um, but no, seriously, talking about movies now. Uh, Warner Brothers, what the fuck? Corey, have you read anything on what they've been doing? Like, what's happened? Like, I know. I read something. I'm, I'm worried. You're talking I'm about worried Batgirl? about them. 
I heard they canceled Batgirl. Yeah, I yeah. did hear about they that. They canceled Batgirl. They canceled the Scooby sequel. They canceled um, about six original TV shows on HBO Max. Uh, they quietly got rid of a bunch of stuff, including the uh, Witches remake that came out last year that was made for HBO Max that was quietly pulled off the service. Uh, they apparently laid off 70% of employees at HBO Max. Like, what the... I thought Max was going great. And yes. apparently this has to do with this Discovery merger. Um, anytime Warner Brothers goes into business with anybody else, I feel like bad shit happens. Like, I'm getting flashbacks from the AOL merger 20 years ago when, like, WCW was forced to you know, get sold and shit. Like, bad stuff happens when mergers go, you know, come into play with, with Warner Brothers. Yeah. And and this is just, this is crazy. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I thought Max was, like, you know, I thought Max was up on top. I mean, how much you want to bet Evil Dead Rises now gets shifted or sold? Probably. I mean, it's just, like you say, it's just crazy because, you know, not, I'm not going to like rank all the streaming services, but there's definitely like A tier or S tier or whatever the top tier is, and then one's below it. And I felt like HBO Max like was right up there with like Netflix and Disney, like, you know, like, and one of the big ones. So I'm just surprised. Like, I would have said these. they were, I would have said they were in the top three. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people um, that have HBO. I mean, it's like they have a ton of stuff on there. Like, there's always something good. Yeah. On HBO, like I'm always on there, so it yeah it surprises the hell out of me because I mean that Batgirl, like I thought that was a done deal, like I, I didn't even think that was with a question. It's been wrapped. The movie's yeah. been done. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's that's why I'm like just amazed that they're doing this with all these different properties. But it has to it has to be about the merger. Like what other reason they can't be all of a sudden losing that much money that they need to just get rid of all this stuff so it has to be to do with the merger like you said I mean the directors of the movie it's the guys who did uh, Bad Boys for Life a couple years ago can you imagine like just being in their shoes like thinking you've made one hell of a comic book film and you're all excited about it coming out and shit and then like just one day waking up and getting a phone call and it's like oh yeah by the way that film of yours we're just canceling it we're just getting shifted we're just shelving it for life we're not even going to release it you know if we're pulling it from the streaming service just imagine having that dream of yours crushed like that's that's your like that's your baby you know you're the director or something and then just Mm -hmm. like the snap of a finger it just gets taken from you and and no one's ever going to be able to see it now whether or not that's true, it remains to be seen. I, I, who knows? Maybe one of these days they'll have a change of heart and put it out. They'll dump it like on straight the blue right here, something ridiculous. Um, I, yeah, I but just this, really, it's it's crazy. I just really don't understand like not a dumping a finished product like that. You know, I even if they still had a lot of special effects or whatever to finish on the movie, you know, post production. I, I really just don't understand at least releasing it on streaming or something just to get a bump. Right. I mean, I, you've, you've made it that okay. far. Like it's, you know, and you've got people excited too, fans and stuff too. It's like, just finish it. At least that, you know? Yeah. Something's going on. I mean, there was also this, uh, um, 
reboot of House Party that was supposed to premiere like on the 29th, I think it was, like last week. That just never happened. <laughs> and no, nothing was even, even said. It was just quietly... <laughs> nothing happened. Like, quietly nothing. Nothing happened at all. So there's nothing even to report on that. That's just another example of what the fuck. Now, according to this article here I got up, the company's going to be reporting their second earning, second quarter earnings tomorrow. Now, again, we're recording this on Wednesday evening, so this is this means Thursday, which means by the time this episode airs on Friday, it, will, it would have already happened the day before. So, you know, I'm sure we'll hear more about what's going on at HBO Max tomorrow. Um, I don't know. Warner Brothers and Discovery, it, this is just... I can't believe they shoved that Batgirl movie. Yeah, and I mean, it also has an effect. Like, imagine a filmmaker, they're going to go into business with Warner Brothers. Like, are you going to be worried that your project's just going to get canceled and nobody's ever going to see it? Like, yeah. yeah, all these people still got paid. That's one part of it, but you pour all this work in months and months or years of someone's life and there's no fruits of their labor whatsoever other than you know whatever they got paid like no one's ever gonna see it they're never they're never gonna get that opportunity so like if i was a filmmaker or in a production company or anything like that i would i would have serious hesitations of working with warner brothers yeah i was gonna say if you're if you're currently a filmmaker who has plans of if, if any of your plans involve hbo max in the near future warner brothers anything for that matter uh Anything to do with that company or that merger, be worried <laughs> because it's not it's not promised. It, it yeah, it's just just I've 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 never I can't believe I'm I'm still I don't know. So they have I mean, they, I've never se- have they taken a lot off of HBO Max? Like I know like all the DC films and shows and everything are on there. Well, that's still on there. Okay. I mean, it's it's been like original content they've kind of quietly removed over the last forty eight hours. I gotcha. Since, since this news broke, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. By the time this podcast drops, more will be said. We'll know more about you know what's happening. I'm sure mm-hmm. tomorrow there'll be a whole slew of news, and um, you know, uh, until then, there's really not much else you can do but speculate. Um, this is just. Kind of came out of left field, and I'm still at a loss for words. Obviously, um, it's just hard to really come up with something to, to say. Really, that's concrete because who knows what's going to happen come tomorrow. And all I know now is, like I said, there's a lot of things that are supposed to be happening later on this year that are in doubt. I'm sure, and that what comes to mind, like I said, that Evil Dead movie that even if it was supposed to come out in October. We're in August now. We're in August. There's been nothing on this. So, pure speculation at this point. So, who knows? Like I said, we'll know more tomorrow. Or, by the time this podcast drops, more will be said. So, um, yeah. I I really hate... I I would hate to sit and linger on this um, for now. So, move on. Um... To another uh, streaming service, Prime, Prime Video, Roadhouse. There's a remake coming with Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> I saw that a couple hours Jake, ago. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal and Conor McGregor. 
Oh my god! No, that's not is not a joke. Conor McGregor is supposed to be making his debut, <laughs> um, cinematic debut, whatever his his big break in the movies. I don't know. Look, this can't be good. I don't know. This is just the the, the original was just something special for the for its time. Yeah. I, I, this this is just Jake Gyllenhaal and and MGM when they get together and. Remake, I, look, it's another remake. It's not really, I, I can't get too excited over it. Not to mention, it's hard for me to get excited when I'm not even the biggest Roadhouse fan. Oh, you Never not? have been. I'm not. I'm I love not that at all. Like, what other you know? movie do you get, like, a psychology, like, he's, like, literally a psychologist, but he's the best bouncer in the world. Like, what <laughs> other movie do you get Patrick Swayze with that? And him and Sam Elliott, that's like pure, like, machismo awesomeness. Yeah, Sam Elliott, Laura Dern. I, I just love the fact that, like, they're literally trying to kill this guy because he's a bouncer at a club. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so right. ridiculous. I don't know how you're going to remake it and do it any justice. Like, it's just so over the top and ridiculous. But that movie is the pure definition of fun to me. I, I have fun every time I see that. I, I'm a big fan of Roadhouse, just as far as, like, a dumb... 80s movie to put on shut your brain off I mean I could it it could be fun I guess I mean I'm surprised I've never seen it so no comment (laughs) it's your typical 80s action flick I'm not a Um, big I I was never a big Swayze fan though uh gotcha yeah so there there were other to me there were better Swayze films at around that time next to Ken of course Point Break um. Yeah, and then of course you know Dirty Dancing and Ghost, but we'll not talk about them. But uh, no, they're also <laughs> updating the plot because apparently Joan Hall is going to be a former UFC fighter. Of course he is, who takes a job as a bouncer at a roadhouse in the Florida Keys. He soon discovers that not everything is what it seems in this tropical paradise. Uh, it's also going to have Billy Magnesium. Um. Magnussen, Magnussen, that's his name. Billy Magnussen, Magnussen, whatever. Daniela, Daniela Melchior, who's the the girl who was in Suicide Squad last year, who was the the rat girl. Uh, Lucas Gage, Travis Van Winkle, of course he's going to be in it. Uh, Bo Nat, supposed to shoot in the Dominican Republic this month, so they're not fucking around. They're actually planning on shooting it this month. And yeah, in the original, he was a Zen bouncer hired to clean up a rowdy Missouri bar. So they're, they're changing the city or state, the occupation, obviously. It sounds like it's probably going to be just a remake in name only. Yeah, it doesn't sound nearly as ridiculous, which are already lost points for me. I mean, is his name going to be James Dalton else also? Who knows? I, I don't know. It doesn't say. I don't yeah, know. It, I'm not excited for it. I think it's just going to be a generic action movie with Jalen Hall. I mean, I I mean, I like Jalen Hall. It's going to be free. It'll be on Prime Video, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably watch it, but then I'll just turn on the original and enjoy that more. <laughs> watch that taste off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, it's 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 hard for me to get excited because I'm not the biggest fan of the original myself. So, um, so moving on, Stallone. So he's pissed off at MGM. Wonder <laughs> why. Apparently they're doing a Drago spinoff. 
Yeah. That's uh, apparently from what I understand, they're supposed to be doing a, obviously starring Dolph Lundgren, a Drago spinoff and they're bringing back, I forget the actor's name, but they're bringing back the guy who played his son in Creed two. Right. Uh, and yeah, it's just, I don't know. I, I'm not with Stallone on this. Like he doesn't own the rights to the film or the characters. See, that's so. the thing. He thinks he does. Stallone seems to think that he owns Rocky. Um, Last I checked, that's MGM who owns Rocky. Um, nowadays, Warner Brothers. Hence, the Creed films being released through them. Now, there might have been, you know, the, the basically, before I even say anything, or rather than I even sit, me even comment, this is all just hearsay. This is all he said, she said. This is all hearsay. It's exactly what all this bullshit is. Apparently, you know, uh, promises were made. He's... Rocky's Rocky. Stallone's on Twitter calling out Urban Winkler. Dude, the last person you want to be calling out on fucking social media is Urban Winkler. Um, claims they were they were once again picking clean the bones of another wonderful character that he created without even telling him. Like he's taking shit personally. You know they can. That's the thing that he don't understand is that the producers and MGM. They can do this without telling him. You know what I mean? It's not like he owns the goddamn character of Rocky. Or maybe he does. But maybe he does, but it's not like, you know, full stakes. Maybe he owns like a percentage or something. I don't think you he know. does. Who I, knows? I mean, something the... could have been worked out 50 years ago. Who the fuck knows? I don't know. I mean, I don't. it doesn't sound like he does. And, you know, I understand what he's saying, but, I mean, it's not as if they've treated the Rocky franchise like garbage. I mean, they've only had, I mean, they had Rocky five <laughs> and you had Rocky Balboa, which is an awesome movie. And then you have the Creed felt like it's been a good run the past couple movies. I'm a huge fan of both Creed movies. Exactly. Huge fan and of Balboa. A, so give him a chance. He was a part of them too, right? Wasn't Stallone in both of those Creed films? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, give these guys a chance. Like, I mean, personally, the movie doesn't sound exciting to me. I think they already, you know, I I think already had enough Drago in the last Creed movie. So I'm not really excited, but I'm not going to shit talk it and say like they're just pillaging this great franchise. I mean, it could turn out to be a great movie. I don't know, but I, but I just think it's sour grapes. I just want to know why he's so bitter. Like, what does he think? Does he seem to think that like him and Dolph have like one last film left in them or something? Like they can go in the ring themselves. Like they're old as shit. You guys are, yeah, you guys are like seventy five. You're pushing, you know, hundred teen. Fuck off. <laughs> Let the younger blood do this the way they have in the last two films. Like, come on, man. Like, didn't the character of Rocky have a fucking heart attack the last movie? Like, no. Like, in no world would your character be allowed back in a fucking ring for a commissioned fight. Like, stop it. Let these new people take over, and they've been doing a pretty good job these last two films, judging by the reviews and the numbers. Yeah. People are turning out, you know. The, the, the series is like hotter now than it even was when Stallone was in charge. Well, I think that's partly partly down to uh, Michael B. Jordan just being pretty popular. Not only that, but it's also catering intelligently. It's it's smartly. It's catering to that new generation that just they love watching people whoop each other's asses. Yeah. And those movies had like good soundtracks with like a lot of like Kendrick Lamar, like modern stuff. They did a good job. 
of course, marketing right. in the movies. And, you know, yeah, I don't need to see like the rumble in the retirement home between uh, Stallone <laughs> and fucking Lundgren. Like, yeah, so, that's what it would be. Like, it's just, yeah, it's sour grapes to me. I mean, for what it's worth, Stallone hasn't shit talked Lundgren at all. Like, he said he's a good friend. Like, he just more is talking bad about, you know, the writer and the company, you know, MGM and all that. It's not really about Lundgren, but apparently Lundgren was led to believe that Sly either signed off on it or was a part of it or something. I'm not quite clear on it. And it, obviously he wasn't. Like, Stallone has nothing to do with it. So apparently <laughs> Lundgren was a little misled, but now he's signed on. So I don't know. I, it doesn't sound like I'm not that interested in it, but, you know, give it a shot. You know, it could turn out great. You never know. Yeah. Well, all right. Um. Yeah, not a lot of not, not a whole lot of news. I was reading. Um, just I guess we can file this under miscellaneous shit real quick. Rumblings. Um, I know that there was people pissed off about um. Anna de Armas fucking Cuban <laughs> accent in the blonde trailer. Yeah. Did you watch the trailer for Blonde? We're not talking about it, so... I, I didn't watch the trailer, but I heard the story that, you know, people said that she sounds nothing Same. like uh, Marilyn Monroe. Well, I, I listened enough just to hear, like, what she sounds like, and I thought she sounded fine. You know, it's not like she's an obvious, you know, Cuban or, or accent or whatever. I mean, plus, um, the Monroe estate, are, are vouching for that they, are on her side saying calm the fuck down guys she you know we're signing off on this we're fine with it why can't you all be yeah now apparently yeah like you said they signed off on it i mean to me i can look past uh, an actor playing a real person like i can look past a few flaws like you know nobody's gonna look exactly like the person or sound exactly like them or whatever it is i think the real important thing is are you capturing kind of the essence or the personality of that person? You know, are they going to be true to Marilyn Monroe's kind of personality in the film? Like if you capture that, the rest of it really doesn't matter all that much to me, you know, whether she looks exactly like her or sounds exactly like her. I mean, you know, what would you rather have somebody who looks exactly like Marilyn Monroe sounds just like her, but is terrible, you know, or maybe right. somebody's a decent actress and captures kind of that same feeling in essence and you know you have a good time watching the film so to me that's more important i think uh if you're fixating on that you're fixating on the wrong thing you know so it, it's hard to tell without seeing i heard it's very graphic though too the movie apparently well, 17 yeah i heard it's very graphic which surprised me i mean she lived a very very sexual life so i'm not too surprised um I guess it all depends on how graphic it gets. You know, again, with it being released NC-17, that says something, so... Is it going to be theatrical? It comes out next month. Or is it just streaming? I I thought it was just streaming. It's a Netflix original. It's streaming. um, But they've been known to have, like, a limited release a week before the film comes out. I know, like, The Gray Man had a limited run the week prior. um, The Gray Man. Every every time that pops up... (laughs) Every time that pops up, I I think like I have dyslexia because it I think it's Gary Man every time. I'm like I don't know why I see it as Gary Man. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll eventually get around to seeing that. 
But no, I was going to say also like a few years ago when the Irishman came out, you know, me and Justin were able to catch that um, four and a half hour spectacle. That's uh, a word beat. That's oh my why. God. I, I can't. That was a good I day. I just couldn't do that. was a good day. Yeah, surprisingly enough, I, I didn't get bored once. It's a good ass fucking movie though. That that helped. So, um, so yeah. Uh, what else? Um, I saw earlier that Joker Two has a release date. Oh yeah, yeah October fourth, twenty twenty four. Same time of year the original came out. Yeah, that came out like in October, didn't it? Yeah, it did. But that wasn't a musical. This one is. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm still skeptical about this. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I like the first one, but I don't. I don't know how they're going to go down this road. I don't know. Phoenix, Lady Gaga. We'll see. Um. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I, I'm a fan of the original. Um. But we'll. We're just. You know, it's hard for me to talk about something that hasn't even started rap, hasn't hasn't even started filming yet. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So we'll see. But I, all I know is, it, you know, it's got a release date, and um, it's still happening. So other than that, here, uh, here's what yeah. worries me about it. Like the original, like I like the Joker, but here's my problem: there's a better version of the film, and it was made by Scorsese, and it's called Taxi Driver, or it's Kings of Comedy. Whichever one you want to pick, those are both better versions of Joker. So it, I'm not saying anything bad about Todd Phillips. I mean, he's made good some good movies. Like, I like yeah, but, some of his comedies, but I think I think it barred a little too much for me. Like I'm a little worried about this one. I don't know. Like, yeah, he's taken from Scorsese a lot, so that Joker turned out really well. And I mean, obviously, a lot of the things he did and Joaquin did you know, made the difference and made it good. But I'm a little worried about the sequel. This sounds like something completely out there. So, I mean, I'll probably be wrong. It'll probably be good, but I'm a little worried. I just got to see something first, you know. This didn't need a sequel. I mean, the first one's fine as a standalone. Um, You know, when I came out of the theater that day after seeing it a couple years ago, like the first thing that came out of my head or, or my mouth wasn't, you know, sequel. It, it it was it was a good movie, and not once that I even think you know. I wonder what a sequel would look like. Cause no, like I never cared not, for a sequel. Everything needs yeah. a fucking sequel, <laughs> you know. I think Todd Phillips made a film that had a beginning, middle, and end, and we'll leave it at that. So, um, speaking of sequels, I mean, we got this Deadpool three that it's still happening. It's going to be Disney. Now, now that Disney Plus has put the first two Deadpool's and Logan on on the service, gives me hope that you know this is actually going to be something that I can see Disney being behind for once an R rated, an a legit R rated comic book film. Yeah, they have um, to. You, I mean, the first two set such a high bar for what they could do with the R rated you know, comic book movie, it has to be. I, I think you would get so much backlash. If yeah, it's I still had, down. I had my reservations, I had my doubts, but then seeing that they're actually putting these two films on the service tells me, okay, then maybe they're actually capable of making a legit R-rated third Deadpool film. I mean, but yeah. they've added a lot of, I would say like, 
you know bad shit to disney plus like they put all of the american horror stories on there too and that's definitely not oh, disney. oh yeah from oh, what i, I understand oh, yeah a friend of mine was oh. watching them on there yeah so they they definitely added to their collection i noticed too when they added all of them like i have a pin to actually get into mine now like my like the kids don't because all of their stuff they have a kid's account but mine right. is actually like an adult account. So I have to have a pin to get into it. So they have make sure, you know, kids can't get into it and watch the stuff that they, they have in there now. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. The only issue I have with, um, and again, maybe it's, it's going to be okay. Once the film comes out, who knows, but um, I'm skeptical based on the fact that the director is Sean Levy. And I don't really feel that he's a really big, I don't think he he's not known for action movies he's known for like family comedies and stuff and if I'm not mistaken he helped the Duffer brothers get the uh, first season of Stranger Things off the ground I think he directed a few episodes on that first season if I'm not mistaken but he just did Free Guy with Reynolds and that's the whole reason behind him being the director in my opinion Free Guy is not a good movie sorry guys I don't give a fuck what you both say or anyone for that matter. Well, you're not a gamer. You're not going to sit here I, I and tell me that Free Guy's a good movie. No, yeah. a gamer or not, that movie is. That's the shits, okay? It's the fucking drizzling shits, is Free Guy. No, I thought it was good. I liked it. I, I enjoyed it. And I, I mean, but I game too. So. Yeah. I think yeah. it captures like today's modern gaming culture and satirizes it pretty well, in my yeah. opinion. So I, I like it. A lot it. of Easter eggs in there too. It, it, it was just a fun movie, I feel like. I thought it was boring as shit. Could not wait for it to end. But, hey, it's not like we're going to be covering it anytime soon on the show, so. <laughs> you haven't played a game in like 20 years, so. No. I don't need to play a game. Just want to keep, you know, have a fun movie put in front of me. Couldn't even do that. <laughs> but That's uh, just my opinion. I don't know. No, I mean, everybody has their opinion. But, yeah, like, normally with movies, like, I'm not the type... That's like, oh, if it's not rated R, it's going to suck. I'm not that way. I think a PG-13 horror movie can be just fine or whatever. I think. Do not give me a PG-13 Deadpool. No, this is a movie you need to have the adult humor and the gross out stuff and the language. You need that after the first two, especially, you know, you need that. Like my wife was, it's funny. We're talking about this. My wife was watching the original Deadpool last night and I was kind of, zoning in and out and it was just hilarious like the part where he has his knife stuck in his head and he's like waving to his <laughs> yeah. girlfriend he's seeing like animals like you, just, you can't do that stuff with a pg-13 no definitely not but then at the same time my six-year-old's like obsessed with deadpool and i won't let him watch the movies and i'm like great this next one's gonna come out and i'm gonna be like no sorry bud you gotta wait till you're like 13 to see it you know so that kind of that kind of sucks. First one's not that bad. I'm, I don't I don't worry bad. about the blood and gore. It's like the the sex <laughs> stuff, like that that type of stuff. I don't want my right. kid watching. You know, it, that's just awkward all around. <laughs> Especially the second one with like his baby legs and baby dick. And stuff. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah, I, forgot I, I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, actually, the day this drops is uh the the new film prey comes out 
new Predator film, uh, I should say. Anyone else excited for it? I'm, Any, I'm excited. Anybody else? I'm not. Fans? Greg, Greg is a huge Predator fan, and I have not heard about anything else other than Predator for like the last like few months. And I'm, <laughs> I'm just like, nah. I, I was an Alien. That's that. I was an Alien fan. So this is gonna be good. Um, this is a prequel. It takes place in the 1700s. Even the Predator itself is a. Uh, um, kind of like older looking with uh, just dated armor. Doesn't have all the weaponry that the newer Predators had in these films. Back to basics, it's one Predator again, not like a whole army of them. Um, I like the whole Comanche aspect. I like the fact that they're actually going to have a, a whole 100% Com- Comanche dialogue version that you can watch on Hulu. You had that option, huh. which I think is pretty cool. Um yeah, pretty much every everything with dialogue they film in two takes, one in English and one with Comanche. So that's how they did that. And um, yeah, all the reviews that I've heard so far as of this recording have been positive. They all say, um, you know, it's back to basics, just like the first film. A lot of cool surprises. And uh, yeah, now personally, I need something to watch the bullshit. That was the previous Predator film out of my mouth. I know. So hopefully this does does that. Um, out of the out of the whole franchise of Predator, disbarring the crossover movies with Aliens versus Predator, that was the only movie that I hate. Like as far as the Predator movies, yeah. every other Predator movie, in my opinion, was good to great. But yeah, no, the, it's, the it's, latest it's terrible. One, shit. Yeah. Sorry, Shane. Once. Back. Once they were like making fun of Thomas Jane's Tourette's, I knew the film was fucked. I was like, oh, this is not good. And then the Predator had like dogs that like got headbutted, and then all of a sudden it, it turned good and was like, I was like, what the fuck is this? What are we doing here? Like this movie, and then the, the terribly CG, the, 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 the terrible CG of the, the, the big, massive, giant Predator at the end, like. Yeah. yeah, fuck, fuck this movie. It was. Bad. Um, I was and and, and and it's another reminder, not that I needed another one, but another reminder that Olivia Munn is a terrible actress. Oh, she's bad. She was bad in the X Men movie she was in. She's bad. I I haven't seen that. I I haven't even seen Apocalypse. So. Oh, it's terrible. She was I bad heard. in everything. There's only one thing I've seen her in that she was actually good. And it was the HBO series, The Newsroom. And oh, I don't yeah. know if that was down to the writing because that was Aaron Sorkin, which, yeah, you know, listen to our social network episode. One of the best writers working, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. And that was a good show. It had uh, Jeff Daniels, Emily Mortimer uh, in the leads. And she was on there. She was good in that. That was it. That's the only thing I've ever seen her in where I thought she was at least decent. <laughs> you know, everything else has been terrible. Olivia Munn. I'm just excited for a new Predator movie. Just give it to me. Looking forward to watching it Friday morning when I wake up. So, yeah. Um, and that's going to put a pin on news for the week. Uh, new, new trailers. So we can skip past that. So we can move on to Physical Media Roundup.
Anybody picked up anything recently? It's been a couple weeks since we talked about physical media. I've got a couple things that I've picked up in the last couple weeks myself. Have How about you, Corey? Have you gotten anything? No, but I mean, the good news is I'm back at work, so <laughs> I'll be picking yeah. up more real soon. <laughs> nice. I have uh, cash flow coming in again. Um, How about you, Jocelyn? You were great by anything? I have not. Unfortunately, I still rely on prime video to watch whatever <laughs> i feel like watching and all my streaming services now i um let's see uh criterion that that sale at barnes and noble just ended so but i was able to go there real quick right before they uh get a little you know a last minute purchase before the sale ended and i picked up scanners because i've never owned that before so i picked that up and i watched that the other day it used to um, be rare to get. They didn't have a good release for a while. Yeah, to my surprise, it was a really cool Digipack Blu-ray that apparently came out about, I think they think it said it was dated 2018, so about four years ago it came out. Yeah. Um, so I got that. Uh, I forgot to mention, a couple weeks ago, I was at Barnes & Noble. Not Barnes & Noble, um, Big Lots. Sometimes they got some pretty cool releases. You uh, know, they, yeah. they got... um Hit or miss, though. Yeah, yeah, it's hit or miss. But this, I, I picked up a good one. They had the uh, the Hangover Trilogy on Blu-ray uh, for 10 bucks, but I had a $5 off coupon. So I got it for 5 bucks, And it's the uh, the edition with the Digipack, and then it has one Hangover 2, Hangover 3, and then it's got a, a fourth bonus disc, which is like a retrospective documentary on the whole franchise which is pretty cool so I got that Um, I was at FYE at Hartford Mall last week and I was browsing their 4Ks and I noticed a lot of like Disney movies that were used in 4K for 3 bucks they were ringing up 3 bucks so I was like hmm and Sure enough, it was legit. So I got the Aladdin remake, the Dumbo remake, Ralph Breaks the Internet, and Sausage Party. All brand new. They say used, but they were marked down. They're brand new. They're still in brand new. You know, they got the slip cases and they've got the the the, the new uh, seal and everything. And <laughs> Three I like how you dude. randomly threw a sausage party in there after all those Disney dude, movies. Like. <laughs> exactly. I was like, okay, all these Disney That's films Disney and then movie. Sausage Party. They were three bucks. I was like, I, was, I walked up to the guy and I'm like, is this for real? And he's like, yeah. I was like, sausage, shit. Sausage Party is legit underrated. That is an awesome movie. It's, it's really hilarious. funny. Yeah. I watched so. it like way after it came out and it, it was it was definitely funny. So yeah, I, I was like, I... Got a pretty good deal on those four films, and well, then um, the first through. two you were the first two you were talking about made sense why they were three dollars because Dumbo and Aladdin. I I didn't finish either of them. Oh, I, the new I Aladdin couldn't. remake is t- it, it's awful. Aladdin's it's awful. terrible. Yeah, but for three bucks, oh, whatever. <laughs> it's terrible, but I <laughs> it's like... three bucks. I'll I'll, I'll embrace the <laughs> shit in four K. Um, I haven't seen Dumbo though, and uh, let's see. Oh yeah, through my Prime. I ordered uh, Body Snatchers, the one from 93, from um, uh, Abel Farrar, and uh, Race for Your Life, Charlie Brown, because I fucking love that movie. So I picked those both up, and they came in. So 
But that's those were my purchases recently. Um, announcements. We got some announcements. Holy shit. Uh, I'll start with Arrow. Uh, Two Witches comes out October 27th. Gothic Fantastico. It's a four-disc uh, Italian box set featuring uh, Lady Morgan's Vengeance, The Blanchville Monster, The Third Eye, and The Witch. Comes out October 18th. Uh, UK release, uh, Take Back the Night, not till October 10th. And let's see what else. Oh, the big one for October. Videodrome 4K. It's UK exclusive. And I'll get to that in a second as to why. That comes out October 24th. And it comes in, um, it's a limited edition. So it's got that cool aero box with um, the, the lobby cards and the poster and shit. And there's two different designs you can choose from. Um, now, the reason Did why it's... rights thing? Is that why? Because Criterion has the U.S. rights, and Criterion has already said in November they're putting it out in 4K here. So. I have the Blu-ray Criterion, a video drone, because I love that. It, yeah, it's a good a good Blu-ray. It is, it is, it is. I'm probably going to get the Arrow, because um, 4Ks are all region, but be, I just love that box set aspect. Um, it, it, it'll match my uh, True Romance and... Robocop and American Werewolf in London, all those boxes. Uh, my uh, bird and the crystal plumage and uh, deep red. My Argento 4Ks. It'll match that. So I might. I'll just might as well keep that going in the spirit of. I, I love the limited editions. My Hills Have Eyes is another one with a big box. So I'll get that. Uh, I'm sure the Criterion here in the states is going to be fantastic, but it's going to be the same transfer. Because both transfers were done through. I think Studio Canal did that transfer. But, um, yeah. And Video Syndrome. Video. Vinegar Syndrome. Sorry. <laughs> Finally revealed that October is when their Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 4K comes out. And then they announced their August slate, which is The Incredible Melting Man in 4K, October 30th, or August 30th, as well as Birds 2. Lands End, making its Blu-ray debut. You ever seen The Birds 2? Birds 2. Did you even know The Birds had a sequel? Oh, was it like in the 90s or something like yes, that? Yes, it was a USA yes. movie. It came out, I it was, it was a cable movie. Shit. I've actually seen that. I, I went through like a huge like Hitchcock phase when I was like... It's bad. Years ago. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't good, but I just yeah, I remember, I remember um, watching it. Tippi Hendren returned from the first film, but she plays a different character. Um, and um, Chelsea Field plays the mother in that, the wife. She's from um, the film Prison. Um, Corey, you know what I'm talking about. The Rennie yeah. Holland film. Oh, yeah. But yeah, that's coming out October... Th- I keep on saying October. That's coming out August 30th. Um, Yay. Yeah, birds too. It'll go good with my <laughs> birds one four K. Um, and then the big stuff, Scream Factory. Holy shit! So first off, this is more of a delay. Their Army of Darkness four K got pushed back a week, and now it comes out October fourth. They also said that um, they were not able to secure the correct elements to do the director's cut and the international cuts in 4k. So they're 
just going to be theatrical, which I'm fine with because when it comes to Army of Darkness and the many, many cuts that are out there of that movie, I prefer theatrical over all of them. I don't like the the, uh, the international cut of that movie, and I've never been a fan of Raimi's director's preference. I just I like the theatrical for uh, Army of Darkness. So I'm fine with that being in 4K only. Um, so that's the news on that. And uh, guys, do you want to party? Fucking Return of the Living Dead in 4K got announced October 18th. Excited for that one. Also it's coming in October. On <laughs> you do that. <laughs> Um, Shout's putting out in 4K this Jack Nicholson movie from 74 called The Last Detail. It's got Jack Nicholson and Randy Quaid, if I'm not mistaken. That's coming out in 4K October 25th, as well as Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. That comes out October 11th for the first time in 4K here in the States. Uh, it's previously been released by Studio Canal overseas. Um, so you've been able to import that for the last couple years now. Uh, Fargo 4K comes out October 25th, finally. And the big one. Halloween Curse of Michael Myers, Halloween H2O, and Halloween Resurrection are all coming out in 4K October 4th. They're going to have the fucking matching cases, just like last year's um, 1 through 5. They all have the hard slip cases with the fall leaves in the background and the different illustration of Michael Myers on the front. These three films are going to follow the same suit. Uh, the only difference is these are the three Miramax films of the franchise. So you have to buy them in a box that's coming out on um, that day. They're not going to oh, be... So you able, can't get it separate? They're not going to be sold individually. They're going to be put in this box set that they're calling Halloween 4K Collection 1995 through 2002. Now, they're also going to have the hardcover slipcases. They're all just going to be in this rinky-dink box that no collector's going to keep because it's going to look stupid, you know? <laughs> Ain't that a bitch? Like, if you're just a fan of Dangertainment, but you have to buy the other two. Well, that's the ex- that is exactly why they did that. Because if they were to put this out individually, no one's buying fucking Halloween Resurrection on its own. No one's buying Halloween Curse. Well, maybe they'll buy Curse, because well, Curse is also having the producer's cut in 4K. I, I disagree with you, because it's marketed to collectors... And let's be real, if you already have the first five, you're going to buy the other three. Like, you're not going to just buy two or one. Well, regardless of who's going to buy what, Scream already said that the due to and what they called licensing issue, or a licensing agre- as per a licensing agreement, they're only being sold together in a box. So One, one of my biggest regrets of not buying something was buying that Halloween Blu-ray set where it had all the movies and one... Uh, box that was it Scream Factory that had that one or was yeah. it a different company? No, it, it was Scream. I remember like hovering over ordering it back when it was in print and you know whatever price it was because it was a little pricey when it was new. But I was like hovering over. I was like, nah, it's a little too much. And then now it's like, or at least it was like fucking like <laughs> thousand or hundreds now, of dollars. Now everyone's fucking hocking them for a hundred bucks trying to get them pushed because. 
everyone's getting the 4K now. No one gives a shit. They're no longer oh, high. I might buy it. Though. It's just <laughs> the other. It's funny as shit because everyone, everyone has been trying to like the the Return of the Living Dead. Perfect example. It's been out of print for the last six months now. That Blu-ray's been sold, or people have been selling the Blu-rays for like a hundred bucks plus. Okay. 4K gets announced the other day. <laughs> All those $100 fucking copies like got slashed real quick to 40 bucks. One guy pushed his for 35 He was like, take it, take it. Like, it's just so funny seeing how quickly those prices drop as soon as something else like that's just, you know, inferior gets announced. That's where I swoop in. Because <laughs> now I'm going to, now that that <laughs> Halloween set's gone down, I'm going to buy See? it because I, I was going to buy it before and it was like, I don't remember what they were asking, like seven hundred dollars or something like that. Insane. Jesus. Last I checked, it was going for four fifty on eBay. Yeah, it, it was like up close to a grand. I remember because I was like, "Yep, yeah. no way that's happening." Because I'm on up the original uh, Nightbreed uh, limited edition director's cut that came out that they only made a hundred copies of, with the uh, the hard slipcase and shit, and it has the theatrical cut on a second disc. Uh, that's a hundred bucks right now, currently. So I might get that. I love Nightbreed. So, um, but yeah, that's the big one. Ho- the Halloween box set. It's gonna look so good. Because I, I have currently one through five, and I have twenty eighteen, and I have kills all in four K. So after this October, I will just need the Rob Zombie films. <laughs> Which aren't getting put out anytime soon because Lionsgate owns those. And yeah, I not. definitely need to watch the last two Halloween movies before the new one comes out for sure. Yeah. Talking I'm about gonna, ends. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to take like a Friday night and just watch it with my cousin and stuff just to get yeah. it out of the way. Just two movies. Two harmless movies. Oh, yeah. It shouldn't be anything. Evil dies tonight. One. I, I mean, not I, anything on kills. Yeah, but I'm like, I am curious. Like I said, you know, in the one podcast, you like, you just want to see how it ends with Jamie Lee Curtis, you know? Right. Yeah. I'm sure it's gonna end. In different. Ends. It's gonna end. I'm sure. It's definitely, <laughs> that's for sure. It's, it's certainly gonna have an end. Wouldn't that be a bitch? Like, wouldn't everybody be so pissed if it's called Halloween Ends and they leave on a cliffhanger? Cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you doing to me? <laughs> I would respect the trolling. Halloween ends? <laughs> question mark? Oh, uh, shit. Uh, Kino well, Lorber. Yeah, no. <laughs> Kino Lorber announced the um, Happy Birthday to Me. It's coming out October 18th. Blind Fury with Rucker Howard is coming out October 11th. And the score in 4K coming out sometime this fall. I've been hearing September on that one, so... Okay, thank you, Nick. Bye-bye. That's definitely one that I'll be picking up. I love the score. Um, and that's the one with uh, Marlon Brando, his final film with uh, De Niro and Ed Norton. Okay, thank you, Nick. Okay, bye-bye. That's a good one. Yeah. That's the end of every podcast when I do. Take care now, bye-bye. That's taken from that movie. So, um... And then some other miscellaneous stuff. Universal announced 8 Mile in 4K is coming out October 11th. I'm sorry, November 8th. Uh, to Kill a Mockingbird in 4K, October 11th. E.T., 
the 40th anniversary 4K edition, October 18th. Their second volume of the Universal Classic Monsters in 4K is coming out on October 11th, and that one's going to have Bride of Frankenstein, The Mummy, Phantom of the Opera, and Creature from the Black Lagoon. Go figure, I just fucking get Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, from the Black Lagoon on standalone Blu-ray, and the 4K is announced. Um, and the final announcement, and this was a big one. My jaw dropped when I saw this one. Paramount announced that on November 8th, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles in 4K is finally coming out. My all-time favorite movie, getting the 4K treatment. So, look out for that on November 8th. Fingers crossed for an extended version, which I doubt is going to happen. And uh, let's see. uh, More Larry Hankin. More Larry Hankin, that's right. And Mm -hmm. that covers everything. All right, let's move on to Weekly Recommends. What would you get for a six-year-old boy who chronically wets his bed? Corey, what are you recommending this week? Well, first thing I want to recommend, since, you know, it's only three of us, I figure I'll just talk a little bit more. Uh, This one's on Disney+. Plus. I've been watching the Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, show. Uh, I think it's just called Obi-Wan. I I don't know what it's called, but it's Obi-Wan Kenobi show on uh, Disney+. Plus. Uh, I saw a lot of people giving it hate uh, when it first came out. You know, I was surprised. There was like quite a bit of backlash about it. And I'm watching it, and I'm halfway through, so I'm not all the way through yet. So it could end up sucking at the end, I'm not sure. But so far, I'm really enjoying the Obi-Wan. I don't know. I don't know why everybody's complaining about it. I think it's pretty well done. Uh, And it's pretty awesome seeing uh, Ewan McGregor back in the role, because I liked him in the prequel movies, and I think it's great that he came back and... You can tell they put a lot of production value and a lot of thought and effort into the show. So I don't know why I got so much backlash. I think a lot of people just like to hate on Star Wars nowadays, mm-hmm. which I understand why, because I, I personally didn't like the you know recent sequels too much. I mean, I didn't hate every part of it, but I, I'm not a big fan, but I like Mandalorian. I mean, that's probably my favorite Star Wars thing since Revenge of the Sith. So, uh, yeah, um, I mean, I... I, I love Mandalorian. I've been loving the Obi-Wan show. I think it's been fantastic so far and what I've watched. It's um, good. We watched all of it and we thought it was great. It, it was jo- really well put together. Josh, you want to take this one? Because I'm not a big Star Wars fan. Uh, yeah, like I just said, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. The, the end of it's great it, and it's really good seeing... Uh, I mean, you said you and McGregor, but seeing you and McGregor and Hayden Christensen back together to again too, you know, and just yeah. knowing they have like such a bond, you know, in real life and stuff, and it's 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 a really good heartfelt show, and I I don't know, my favorite character is definitely Leia in that show. I love her, I guess, little wittiness and just it's so much of like her as an adult is coming through as her and a child. And I love it. Like, I absolutely love it. Yeah. It's really cool. And they even bought, uh, Joel, Joel Egerton back to play, uh, uncle Owen, which mm-hmm. is awesome seeing him back again. Yeah. So, you know, I know there's a lot of people that are pointed out inconsistencies between this and a new hope, whatever, like for the most, it's not like they're just blowing up the cannon and doing whatever. Like it, it to me, it makes, I didn't really notice anything that, stood out to me so far that I'm like, well, this is like just really out there. They're just ignoring the movies. 
I know some people had nitpicks or whatever. I just feel like it's backlash because it's Disney, the big, you know, evil corporation. People will just Wars. find anything to bitch about. I mean, I'm my husband and I are both like diehard Star Wars fans. And I honestly, it's just like, just keep giving me more. Come on, because I'm enjoying this right now. And especially sitting down and watching it with my kids, too. It's just a different experience, you know, and it's 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 really cool to be able to watch it with them so yeah but no i've been enjoying that so far mm-hmm. um and the uh other movie that i watched recently that i wanted to bring up um <laughs> actually um justin uh messaged it the other night uh when we were texting and i i don't know i might have recommended it before but uh the movie the stuff <laughs> i rewatched <laughs> that just because he was talking about it larry cohen uh, Shout out to Justin on that. Uh, I love the movie This Stuff. It's just 80s B-movie monster fun. I just love the beginning. Like, (laughs) the kid eats shaving cream so his family thinks he's eating this stuff. Like, I just love the whole premise that there's this stuff that comes out of the ground. Everybody eats it and just becomes part of this sentient being. Michael Moriarty's fucking Mo and his accent, his oh, fucking yeah. Southern twang, that goddamn he's, accent he has in that goddamn movie. He's the fucking boss in that movie. I love Moriarty. Like I, I literally like had to look him up after I saw the movie. Uh, you know, Just whatever it was like it 20 up. years, 20 years ago. I was like, who is this guy? Like Moriarty. And then, uh, Sorvito, Paul Sorvito is in it. <laughs> his yeah. performance is funny. Patrick Dempsey. Just, yep. Uh, Dempsey. Uh, it's just a, funny 80s b movie if you're into like the b movie uh monster horror you can't go wrong it, it to me it's uh classic in, in that respect so yeah thanks justin for bringing up the stuff uh, i hadn't watched in a little while so i went back and watched that and really had a good time all right justin what do you got for us this week i know i am late to the game and i don't know if you guys have seen it i feel like Uh-oh. you probably have being a horror fan um but i watched the fear street trilogy this weekend okay <clears throat> and yeah, i uh I got around to it oh god like i i Are so i didn't know what it Corey? was about nope a uh. couple of my friends they had posted about it and said it was really good last year and i i didn't really honestly give it like the time of day at all and then my cousin was mm. over last week and she told me that it was about like witches and you know yeah i'm surprised you Salem skipped witch that, trial i know and yeah, i love that type that's of shit. what up your fucking alley yeah so i watched it and i was like holy shit this is really good <laughs> yeah i watched so. them last summer um my uh, not my, I, I, I um christopher allen nelson uh, i'm a big fan of his he did the makeup effects for all three films mm-hmm. and um he does a podcast with uh, this guy Sean Clark, who's uh, like in the horror community, who I've had on the podcast uh, back back in February. He was on, and they do a podcast together called "The Thing of Two Heads," and they were talking about that. Um, he doesn't talk about stuff while he's filming, but like after the fact and stuff. So like, he, like he like filmed that like in secret during the pandemic and stuff, and like they were supposed to. It's an interesting story behind those films because they were they were being when they were in production they were being filmed for theatrical through Fox. Mm-hmm. They were actually going to put uh, each film was going to come out every two weeks uh, over uh, the summer 
of 2020 mm. and the pandemic happened they got delayed and then they ended up getting dumped to Netflix I think they wait I think they put them out like every week or something it was yeah yeah at the end it said like next yeah, week or something like that's that that's what it was okay but yeah um I I watched all three of them when they dropped um as they dropped actually I didn't wait or nothing like that and binge them I watched all three on each premiere date as they like I said premiered which one of the three was your favorite I think I know which one you're gonna say but just curious which one did you like the most I don't know so my oh, cousin okay. my cousin really liked the the second one a lot but I I feel like I like the first one the best. Hmm. <laughs> but um uh, but I, I mean i like the i don't know i like the third one i feel like i'd like them equally the same but i see, well I that's not like, true because like the second three. one i didn't like the second one as much honestly that was my favorite one yeah that was my cousin's favorite one too i feel like you learn more about like the plot and everything in the second one but I don't know. I guess like the whole like seventies vibe type thing. That, I, yeah. And I well, and I think I like the first one just because I could literally listen to nineties alternative music for like the rest of my life and be completely <laughs> content. Well, that's the and thing. The soundtrack was amazing. Right. Yeah, I was like singing to every single song that popped up. My cousin was just like, "Shut the up." <laughs> the soundtrack was good, but there were some moments where it was just too much. Like. I felt like there was just some scenes where, like, they just threw a 90s song just for the sake of it being a 90s song. And I'm like, really? Okay. But it's supposed to take place in the 90s. Place, so, it I was mean... supposed to take place in, like, 95, I think, or something like that. And a lot of the songs they played didn't come out until 97, 98. And I'm like, okay, it's clearly just a 90s song for the sake of being 90s. You're not following continuity. Otherwise, this song. Yeah, it was 1994. Yeah, the, the, a lot of the shit they played came out in like 96, 97 too. So it was like just a smorgasbord of different 90s songs. So it was cool for that matter. Now I'm going to be the, spending my week like looking at the soundtrack <laughs> and seeing as well. how much they were wrong about it. Um, Maybe they the, were just pulling a Goldbergs and they're like 1990 something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I like the second one because of the whole camp and atmosphere. And I thought the killers were better in the second one. Although yeah. that first one had that fucking that, that bread machine death. That oh, bread God. machine. I that had to, bread machine death was yeah. fantastic. I had to turn my head. I, I actually like, let out an audible oh. holy shit when that happened. <laughs> Well, and then uh, the, but I thought the third one. I mean, one was I won't boring. say who, but that axe to the head. I was yeah, just it was like, followed it. That that essentially yeah, followed that scene. Yeah, I was like, scene. holy shit! Like I, I just um, wasn't expecting that at all. So yeah, uh, but they they were good. They were fun. I feel like it was just a good time watching them and stuff. But yeah, I, I would I'm, definitely I'm recommend everybody check them out. So yeah, I'll, I'll I'll back you up on that for sure. So. All right. Well, for me, I'm actually because I've been in quarantine. I've been just laying down, fighting a fucking thing called COVID, and so naturally, it's been watching a lot of movies. Um, and I did. I caught a lot of stuff. Uh, but my favorite of the bunch was uh, definitely the highlight of my 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 COVID watch along was the Vanilla Sky rewatch. I haven't seen that film in almost. 15 years or so it's been a long time since i last watched vanilla sky and 
I fucking loved it even more than I did before. I've always been a big fan of Vanilla Sky. When that film first came out, I saw it in the theater. But when it came out on DVD, um, I was that guy at Blockbuster who recommended it to everyone. And when that came out, I was at the Dundalk Blockbuster. I think I watched it with you and Andy for the first time. Imagine everyone just renting that under my recommendation and bringing it back like, what the fuck was that? Like, I got... (laughs) So Pretty much, much how I shit. was. <laughs> I don't care. I'm still gonna sit here and recommend it to everyone listening. So it's don't a good let, movie. Yeah, it, it it's is. So goddamn good. Cameron Crow. Uh, it's a remake from a '97 foreign film called Open Your Eyes, um, which, I, funny enough, also stars Penelope Penelope Cruz in the same role. Um, so I thought that was cool. They got her back for the remake, playing the same character. Um, Soundtrack is great, even though the film is not, you know, when you think Vanilla Sky, you don't think of the soundtrack, but the soundtrack is pretty standout. Uh, the, the, the plot, you know, I always thought the film was a lot harder to follow than it actually is, and I actually forgot that the movie is literally spelt out for you in the last act. Like, the last scene of the whole film that has just been you know presented in front of you is if if you had any questions about what you just seen they make sure before the end credits roll that you you know know what you just saw and understand it and there's no <laughs> tricks about chart. it i mean <laughs> it, pretty like, much it, you, you know it's, it's, it pretty much you know normally i'm like against shit like that because it's pretty much like you know you're holding the audience's hand but I don't know, maybe sometimes you do need that kind of discipline and, and not discipline, but that, that sort of whatever word I'm looking for is. Um, but anyway, just to, to reel in my recommendation, um, you know, Tom Cruise is awesome in the movie. Uh, it, it, the, the, the plot is gripping enough. It, it keeps you engaged. Um, a lot goes on. It, it messes with time and what's real and what's not. And, um, you know, it's, you know, I like the less said, the better. Just check it out. Vanilla Sky. I'm sure a lot of our listeners have already seen the film. But even if you're like me, you hadn't seen it in a while. Go back and rewatch it. You know, I, I mean, it. you're making me want to watch it again because I can't. I honestly it's been so long. I can't even remember. All I remember is that it's a total mind fuck. <laughs> Yeah, but in the good way. Yeah. Because the film ended and I was just like, God damn, that was fucking good. No, I just remember you pushing it on me. I watched it and hated it, but I haven't seen it since. So, I, you know, I, I should, I can't really speak uh, to it. It's I'm been rec- so long. I, I'm like- recommending it to you too, Corey. Check it <laughs> out. And it's got a very young Michael Shannon who plays the cop who watches him when he's having his little sessions with uh, Kirk Douglas. I mean, Kurt, Kurt Douglas, Kurt Russell. <laughs> I was like, Long "Whoa, Kurt. what movie are we talking about?" <laughs> I know, right? Douglas is in that shit. I know, right? So yeah, um, no, that's it. It's just I, I keep forgetting. It's just, it's just the three of us today, this week. So, all right, well, if you're craving more film effect content, we've got a never-running archive of back episodes that date back to episode one, and update each and every week. You can check that out wherever you listen to our podcast. You can check it out at our website, thefilmeffectpodcast.com slash episodes. Uh, yeah. This week, 
Got an episode on Waterworld that I know you're going to like. Check it out. And then next week, 40th anniversary of Fast Times Richmond High with myself and Corey. Um, something happened to it, man. Something happened to it, man. So, yeah. <laughs> still say that shit to this day. There's a lot of that movie that I still say as well. So, I think it has to do with the fact that when I first saw it, and we'll get into it when you listen to the episode, but, you know, when we first started watching it, we really started watching that movie. <laughs> that was, like, one of the films I watched a lot, like, one replay and shit, so. Anyway, uh, until then, thank you all very much for listening. Until next time, I'm Ed. I'm Jocelyn. And I think I'm still Corey. <laughs> I think this has been another edition of your cast. We'll see everyone next week. Take care now. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye, film effectors. It's over. Go home. Go.